everyone, and welcome back to Crossroads Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. It's Minute 87, which begins with the voiceover of Britney singing I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, saying, I had the answers to everything, while mm-hmm. we watch Kit, Mimi, and Pop watching Ben swinging Lucy around in a circle. Right. And I have it going through while I'm in between... I'm not. Right. We'll find out tomorrow what she's not. I'll let you guess. <laughs> you have a one in two chance. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Lucy and Ben kiss. Mm-hmm. They kiss. It's like they try like three different kisses. They give a, like a literal moi. Yeah. Like the first one. Mm-hmm. And it was like, let's give it some more. Blah. Pop is awkward about it. Uh-huh. Mimi and Kit appear to be completely charmed. Yeah. I feel like uh, this is maybe my favorite Dan Aykroyd uh, business that I've seen him do on screen. Is he's like, oh, uh, yep. he's like, like uh, look down at his hands. <laughs> Suddenly, the cuff of my jacket is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was it was yeah. a very genuine dad seeing his daughter kissing a boy for the first time moment. Right, and then we cut to uh, a marquee that says "Auditions Today, Slide Records." Yep, and we cut to. Her performing the song. It's a it's a weird marquee because it's not like a marquee on a movie theater. It almost looks like a printed out piece of paper that got blown up giant or just zoomed in real close on. And they were like, do we need any illustrations or graphic design on this? And they were like, nah. No, just it's just like aerial bold, all yeah. caps, auditions today, slide records. We're, sl- we're slide records. We're going to have auditions today. Hey, did anyone print a sign? Oh, crap. <laughs> it wasn't handwritten, so I'll give them right. that. <laughs> right. It was not handwritten on a napkin. Right. So, yeah, so we cut to her performing the song. Mm-hmm. The way the judge table is set up, there are, like, people standing behind it. Yeah. It has a very kind of American Idol, but if American Idol was in, like, a black box theater instead yeah. of a huge, like, concert venue... And if every judge who has ever been an American Idol judge was judging at the same time. Yeah, there are like a dozen people at that table. And when I say it feels like American Idol, I don't mean American Idol auditions. I mean, like, the part of American Idol where you're watching them actually competing once they have been chosen to be on the show. Right. It's Because, like, American Idol... to. Okay, I didn't really watch American Idol, but I watched So You Think You Can Dance, which is a very right. similar style of thing. And a lot of the time they would be in basically like a university dance room. They would be at like a university or like a convention center or whatever, and they would be in like the dance studio. Right. Just sitting at a folding table watching people perform. Sometimes they would be in an auditorium watching people perform on the stage, but half the time they were just in a dance studio. And this felt like... It felt smaller and more intimate than, like, a high school auditorium. Like, I didn't get the feeling that she was up on, like, a... I mean, there was definitely, like, a stage. But I didn't get the feeling that it was, like, a big proscenium-type thing. It felt more like a small... Somewhere between, like, a high school auditorium and, like, a black box. Like, the stage was maybe, like, a couple feet, like, you know, two to three feet off the ground instead of roughly shoulder height. I just looked up American Idol, and it started June 19th, 2002. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So. Huh. (laughs) 
I don't I don't know what to make of that information. <laughs> they auditions started in April. When did when specifically did this movie come out? I think I want I remember March. Okay, I was thinking May. So like right around the same time that American Idol debuted. It was released on February 15th, 2002. So they had well, a good 2 months. Th- some somebody saw this movie and went, "Hey, you know what? We could make a TV show out of that." I wouldn't be at all surprised. Oh, no, hold on. It was based on Pop Idol, which ran on ITV from 2001 to 2003. Okay. So Pop Idol in England was already extant. Okay. And I don't know if they had the same sort of setup. I know that um, Simon Cowell was a judge on there, too. Okay. Yeah, anyways. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, it- that's that's good information <laughs> to have. Because, yeah, it's it's weird. There's like, there's a bunch of judges. It looks all very professional. And yeah. it, it looks it looks as though she has made it. It doesn't look like this is the first step of the contest. I agree She's with like, that. And, and maybe it's not. I mean, we don't know how much time has passed at this point. Right. So. Well, I mean, presumably it's auditions today. Oh, yeah, it did say that. auditions today. <laughs> yeah, so, no, so you're right. So it's been roughly five days. So, right. yeah, I completely forgot about the very professional sign for a minute there. <laughs> Because I was thinking that maybe this is when she's in, like, you know, the top two. That's what I was going to say. It's Because they have lighting stuff. Yes. Actually, one of my notes for one of the future things is, are lighting cues really part of this audition? Like, yep. Did they have to bring, like, and then I want the lights to go down when I get to the bridge of this song that Ben wrote. <laughs> that's That's one of my two notes from Thursday is, oh, wow, there's lighting changes. What is this? We're eating up our, our notes from the other day. <laughs> That's okay. We still have to talk about I'm not a girl, not yet a woman at some point this week. Right. So Lucy is like sitting on a wooden stool on stage, yeah. singing into the microphone, super glammed up, not quite karaoke glammed up. It's a little more subtle with her hair and makeup. Like her hair is straight. She's got lots of lip gloss on. Her lips are very shiny. The shiniest lips I've seen in Quite some time. Yeah, well, it was 2002. (laughs) This was still when you could get, I don't know if you remember this, but I'm sure that a lot of our listeners, roughly our age, will remember pot lip gloss. Okay. And by pot, I don't mean marijuana. I mean like a little pot of lip gloss. Okay. That it was Wet n Wild was the company. Okay. You could get it at like CVS or whatever. It was 99 cents. It came in a bunch of different flavors. If you walked around our middle school. Yeah. And just looked in any direction, you would see at least three girls dipping their pinky into the little pot of lip gloss mm-hmm. and putting it on. And it tasted like candy. Yeah, I, I have memories of that. That and the um, the pink and green mascara are pretty much my only nostalgic uh-huh. makeup memories. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, that was Maybelline Great Lash, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. But but yeah, they sto- <laughs> Wet n Wild stopped making that lip gloss kind of right around the time that this movie came out. Because I remember using it a lot in middle school. I remember using it some in high school and not using it in college. And it's not because I 
stopped using it, it's because I ran out and couldn't get more because I would still use that stuff to this day if I could get it. Do you think they closed down because they were too wet or too wild? I don't know because the company's still in business. Huh. You can still buy wet and wild makeup, just not pot lip gloss. Maybe it's because people called it pot lip gloss. Right. And they thought, you know, well, that's illegal. Yeah. I had like every flavor. What was your favorite flavor? I really liked kiwi. Okay. And watermelon was really good. Yep. Strawberry was a little too sweet. There was a mango one that I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, I'm trying to remember what some of the other flavors were. Grape? There probably was a grape. I don't specifically remember it. There was probably orange, but I don't specifically remember it. I'm just guessing soda flavors at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it, if it was like if it was a fruit that has ever been turned into a beverage. Yeah. Lemon, lime. <laughs> probably. Fresca flavored. Yep. That was grapefruit. Um, I don't think there was grapefruit. Ah. <laughs> but yeah. Do you want to talk about um, the rest of Lucy's look? I want to talk about... Yes. Yes, I do. I I think it's really cool how she reveals exactly what it is that she has on. Mm-hmm. Because at first you're sort of like, huh, all right. She's kind of sitting there. Has sort of a normal shirt on. Cool. And then the camera kind of goes behind her and you're like, oh, there's like this kind of strappy cross back thing yeah. happening. You can see like most of her back. Yeah. It looks like something is wrapped behind it. And then she stands up. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize that she's basically wearing a bra with sleeves. Yeah. It's like the shirt, it goes on kind of like a shrug and crosses like goes across her boobs and wraps around behind her to tie. Yeah. And then all of the material that should have made about seven shirts <laughs> is in the sleeves. She's basically got wings. Yeah. It, at the end of Batman Forever, Jim Carrey is in an insane asylum in a straitjacket. Yes. And he mm-hmm. ha- he gets out of the straitjacket because he's the Riddler. Well, he gets he unties the straitjacket because he's the Riddler. And he starts flapping his arms like a bat because he's uh-huh. uh, obsessed with Batman. Mm-hmm. Imagine if... If that looked more bat-like, and that's really Mm -hmm. the kind of outfit that we have going on here. Yeah, the (laughs) sleeves are, I think you would call them bell sleeves. Yeah. Would be the style. They're kind of fitted until probably right above the elbow. Yep. And then there's like a bell, there's like bell-shaped fabric. Yeah, but think like the bells of Notre Dame. Yeah, there's so much. It's like you could make an entire blanket out of each sleeve. If she's holding her arms in a T, in like a straight out, I mm-hmm. think they go down to her waist. At if least. Not, if I think it might be more like her knees. Yeah, they are the they are gigantic. I can't listener, I can't express to you just how large these sleeves are. They're it's, I mean, it's worth looking up a picture if you have not seen this movie. Yeah. We'll see. When when we post this, maybe we can try to find a picture yeah. to, to post on our Twitter account. The It's also, because it's 2002, it was like the height of like the low-rise jeans fashion. Yeah. So there's roughly four feet between her navel and the top of her jeans. Right. Now, it was also flares because... So... The ends of her sleeves and the ends of her jeans are just big old bell bottoms. Right. But again, much like how all of the material from the shirt is in the sleeves, all of the material from the jeans is in the bottom part. Yeah. Because there's barely anything covering 
her torso area. These jeans had to have had like maybe a two inch zipper. Right. I agree. Now, before you get excited, uh, they were not Jinko jeans. She was not wearing like big raver pants. No, no. They were like 2002 flares. Yeah. Like fitted to just below the knee. Yeah. And then they belled out not as much as the sleeves and not as much as Jinko's. Yeah. But definitely bigger than your average boot cut. But the sleeves were if Jinko made shirts. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was a pretty shirt. It was like kind oh, it was of like gorgeous. a creamy color yeah. with like some like dark pink roses on mm-hmm. it, kind of like a gauzy looking material. Yeah. Like picture picture like a really pretty hippie shirt. Yeah. But the sleeves are made by Jinko and it's not actually a shirt. It's a Britney Spears costume. Right. Or picture like um festooning, like really deep festooning, like that you do in like nineteenth century New York City when the soldiers came home. And those mm-hmm. are the sleeves. Yeah. Someone oops, someone's gotten caught up there. Oh, it's Britney Spears in this costume. In this costume. <laughs> But just so much abdomen showing. It was, yeah, yeah. Like, I do not believe that Pop allowed her to go on stage wearing that shirt. Well, we're going to find out how Pop feels next minute. Yes, I do have one final note. Okay. Which is that she has backup singers. She does have backup singers. And when we first see them, they're standing in the literal shadows. You can only see that there are people there. Like the rest of the band, except for Ben, who you never Tomorrow. see. Right. right. We, yeah, we'll, we'll see where Ben is tomorrow. But right. today we find out that her backup singers are Mimi and Kit. Aw. Mimi is wearing like baggy jeans and like an army green t-shirt almost. It's got like some buttons, yeah. like a v-neck with some buttons at the collar. But yeah. it's basically like a fancy t-shirt. Right. And Kit is just all decked out and she's got like blue flowers in her hair. and Right. Yeah. I like to think it's, that they got to like that they basically were like go crazy in the costume department and Terry Manning was like done and they're like Terry you didn't even go in there and Terry Manning looks at them and was like done <laughs> I'll be yep. on stage and meanwhile Zoe Saldana's like stage diving into costumes like woo swimming around like Scrooge <laughs> in his gold <laughs> exactly yeah so yeah so that's that's what I have for today yep that that is all I have I have uh, she's performing the song all caps, those sleeves. So I think that pretty much covers yep. it. And we managed to talk for 15 minutes about her sleeves. Nice. So <laughs> her sleeves and American Idol. Right. <laughs> so, all right. Do you want to do social media? Sure. Uh, we have a Twitter handle for the show, which is at Crossroads underscore Min. We also have individual Twitter handles for the people that we are. And I mine is at Unabashed James. And the person that I am can be found on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. <laughs> we are part of the Scavengers Network alongside lots of other sibling shows, such as one that I'm in the middle of listening to an episode of, Historical Hotties. Uh, this is a show hosted by the Nelson sisters, Whitney and Lindsay, um, where they take a category of historical figure. Um, I'm listening to one uh, from the first season about essayists. And they discuss, they each pick a, a candidate and they each discuss who is the hottest of the of the candidates that they've picked based on qualifications of physical attractiveness, mental attractiveness, social impact, and je ne sais quoi. It is an educational show, and it is a delight to listen to. It's entertaining, 
and rarely do, does anyone on the show pick someone that I'm like, hey, here's the topic. And I'm like, okay, so probably this person. Nope, that's not who it is. That's not who they've picked. And it is uh, just a really, really fun show to listen to. And they have a lot. They've been doing it for, for several years now. So they have yeah. like over 100 episodes you can go back and listen to. So go find a topic that you're interested in and uh, and try it out. See if you like it. And then start from the beginning. I've been on there uh, once in an official capacity and once uh, for the scavenger scramble. So if you like me, you can go listen to SNL cast or rappers. So yeah. Historical hotties. The Britney concert continues tomorrow. It sure does. And the next day. And the next. <laughs> it feels like it's going to continue forever. But it doesn't. Before the end of the week, we will move on from the the Britney Spears concert video for I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, starring Britney Spears' sleeves. Right. But you know what does continue on forever? What? Let's be best friends. We will. <laughs> The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.